Thank you for tuning in to Union Wesley Church's podcast. We pray that this message blesses you. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your presence today. Oh God, we thank you that we sense your anointing in this place. And God, we believe that there is something contagious about your anointing and your presence. For Lord, it is not locked within these walls. But God, your anointing and your presence is able to touch every person, every household that is streaming this service right now. Oh God, somebody is glad and thankful that technological challenges did not hinder this worship service from going forward. Oh God, somebody needed this worship service. Uh, somebody, Lord, has been strengthened and helped by this worship service. So Lord, we thank you for working things out. God, that we might give your name glory, honor, and praise. But Lord, we ask that you'll bless your vessel, that your vessel might be used by you. Oh God, without you, I can do absolutely nothing. But God, with you, all things are possible. Lord, I give you all that I got in the offering plate of service. Use me as you've never used me before. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. I want to call your attention back to a portion of scripture that was read for your hearing. From the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 5 want us to look again at verse number 6 Deuteronomy chapter 5 just one singular verse verse 6 which says this I am the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and for those of you who are streaming I want to share with you just for a few moments this simple thought he's committed to you did you hear what I said he's committed to you and listen when I say he's committed to you I'm talking about God is committed to you amen amen he's he's committed God is committed to you come on let's go to work on this text for us today God is a God or God is the God mm -hmm. who is committed to his people hear me God is committed to his people and you and I ought never challenge or question God's commitment to us. If anybody is to be questioned, it ought to never be God. God is always committed to us. 
Doesn't matter what we're going through. Doesn't matter what we're facing in life. Please understand that, that the God that we serve is committed to his people. Um, but if there is a question that is to be raised, it ought to be, are you and I committed to God? God is committed to us, but the question becomes, are we committed to God? Now listen, you can say you're committed all you want to with your words, but I've always quoted that old adage that says, actions speak louder than words. Hear me somebody, we live in a culture and we live in a country where commitment is not valued and appreciated. Hear me somebody, commitment is not popular on the totem pole in our culture in this day and this time. It seems like the first real challenge that a person has, then we discover how committed they really are. The first real problem that arises, then we discover a person's level of commitment. Listen, somebody, the first sign of trouble, then you discover the level of people's commitment or connectivity. Listen, you can talk about it all you want to, but I wonder what happens to your commitment when problems and trouble arises. What happens to our commitment then? Can we be honest this morning? People today are in it as long as they can get something from it. But the moment they perceive that I can't get nothing from it, then that's the moment when our commitment comes to an end. As long as there's something good in it for me, then I'm committed. But the moment things change and there's nothing in it for me, then my commitment ceases or it stops. Again, too many people today are not committed to God, and catch this somebody, and they're not committed to the church. Too many people today are not committed to God, and they're not committed to the church. Let me add this like they used to be. Because please understand, there was a day and a time when the level of people's commitment and respectability for God was very high and significant. But now, today, when you look around and look at people's actions, hear me, they're not as committed to God, and they're not as committed to the church as they used to be. You don't have to say amen. I know I'm right today. Hear me, people have no real understanding of responsibility when it comes to relationships. Hear me, there is responsibility when it comes to a relationship between a husband and a wife. 
There is responsibility in a relationship when it comes to an employee and an employer. There is responsibility in relationship when it comes to the church and its members. People don't understand the responsibility that comes with a real relationship. We think we can have relationship with no responsibility. Hear me somebody, you can't have a real relationship and you ain't got no responsibility that goes along with the relationship. You cannot get into any relationship only to get out of the relationship but all real relationships there must be some reciprocity sometimes you gotta give a little in order to get a little hear me somebody in order to get something somebody said you gotta give something and that's how it is in relationships and that's how it is with our relationship with almighty god people have jobs that they're not committed to they just go to work to get a check and do barely enough to get paid hear me it ain't work if you ain't given nothing hear me somebody some people have never thrown their full self into no relationship. They've never thrown their full self into anything. They've never really committed themselves to nothing. Not to school, not to work, not to marriage, not to ministry. Always having one foot in and one foot out. But never really committing themselves fully to anything or anyone. Hear me, you will never reach your full potential if you and I never fully commit. Listen, we can't have casual relationships, half-hearted relationships, nonchalant relationships. No, you must be fully, fully committed. You never know what you really could do and what you really could become if you don't commit it takes commitment serious commitment to be what god what it is what it is that god wants you to be hear me i can't commit to everything and everybody Hear me, commitment is serious, somebody. And see, I just believe that our culture, our day, our time does not take commitment seriously. So we commit a little bit here, commit a little bit there, but in all actuality, we ain't committed to nothing. We do not take commitment seriously. Hear me, somebody, I can't commit to every woman. No, my job is to be committed to one woman whose name is Patrice Lachelle Relford. That's the only one I'm committed to. Hear me, somebody that's streaming. You can't commit to a thousand churches. You got to commit to one church where you can be planted and grow in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We suffer from a lack 
of commitment. And because we as grown folks suffer from a lack of commitment, we raise children that don't know how to commit to anything either. The reason some of us are not further than where we should be right now. Hear me, somebody? The reason we're not further than where we should be in some areas of our life, stop blaming it on the devil. Stop blaming it on your enemy. Stop blaming it on the white man. You need to fess up, take responsibility. I ain't as far as I ought to be because I have not committed. You and I have got to commit if we want to reach our full potential of where God would have us to be. The reason we ain't further along is our own fault when it comes to commitment. Hear me somebody, the most important commitment you could ever make is to God. God is the greatest commitment that you could ever make in your life. Because hear me, the only way to make it out of some things like this pandemic, you better have a relationship and a commitment to Almighty God. You, you gotta have a commitment to God. And hear me, the only way to make it out is you gotta be committed. The only way to make it out of some trouble, you got to be committed. The only way to survive some things, you got to be committed. Hear me, somebody that's married. I don't care how long you've been married, but let me talk to some married folk. Listen, if you're going to make it through some trials and tribulations in your relationship, the only way to make it, if you make up your mind, I'm committed and I ain't going nowhere. Listen, if you only love me and like me when I do what you want me to do, you need to understand you ain't going to be with me long because there's going to come a day when I get on your last nerve. There's coming a day when I'm going to annoy you. But I need somebody that's going to stick with me, be committed with me, even when I get on your last nerve. I'm committed. I'm committed. And listen, because I'm committed to you, you need to understand that when you get me, when I'm committed to you, when you get me, listen, you don't get no leech that's sucking all the blood out of you. When you get me, I'm a helper. If I step into a relationship with you, I'm going to make it better because I'm a helper. I'm a giver and not just a taker. Somebody ought to declare I'm committed. God is that kind of God who is committed to us. He is not a taker, but God is a giver. And God will give to you things that nobody else can give to you. In this text, in Deuteronomy chapter 5, God is speaking to Moses so that Moses might restate some things that God has told him to tell the people of God. Hear me somebody, 
Moses is instructing them with some things they must do if they're going to be committed to God. Read it when you go home. God goes through the commandments and the statutes and his ordinance for a relationship with him. Listen, you can have a relationship with any other God that you want to. But if you're going to walk with me, then you've got to do what I tell you to do. So God gives Moses some instructions so that Moses might impart to the people and understand it that this is not the first generation uh, that has come out of Egyptian bondage and captivity no remember the history their mothers and fathers have died in the wilderness these here are the babies that they carry in arms these here are the children that grew up in the wilderness and the Lord is saying now you're grown now you are an adult and I expect you to do some things if you are committed to me uh, listen somebody don't like this word already because we don't like talk about we don't like talk about commitment uh, but this text it's about commitment. It's about God demonstrating his commitment to us. The text says uh, that God says, I am the Lord, your God that brought you up out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Hear me, somebody. This is a description of God's name. This is a description of who God is and what God does. This description is for who God is and what God does. Understand that God's identity is always tied to what he did for you. God's identity is not just the Lord God. Oh no, he is the Lord God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. He is tied to what he has done. God says, I want you to understand and to never forget who I am. I am the Lord God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord God who brought plagues of frogs upon the Egyptians. The Lord God who brought water from a rock. The Lord God who laid a rod on the ground and the rod turned into a serpent. The Lord God who caused locusts to come. The Lord God who parted the Red Sea. The Lord God who dried it up so the children of Israel can walk over on dry land. The Lord God who allowed manna to fall in the morning and quail to fall in the evening. He's the Lord God who's done something for him. And I got a question right here. Is there anybody streaming who can say the Lord God who woke me up? The Lord God who healed my body. The Lord God who delivered me. The Lord God who made a way out of no way for me. He's Lord God who has done something for me. And hear me, if he, if he ain't done nothing for you, 
that you can just sit there like a bump on the log. But if you know that you know, the Lord God has been good to you. And the Lord God has brought you from a mighty long way. You ought to say, thank you, Jesus. You ought to say, thank you, Lord, for what it is you've done in my life. Uh, are you listening to me? Uh, a true story, true story is told uh, about a friend who had four children. Four children, and they had a fifth child that was on the way. And the fifth child that was born was born with some abnormalities. That child lived 21 years. For 21 years, she was dependent upon somebody else to take care of every need that she had. She had an older brother that went to college, and, and he came home for the Easter break, and he brought a friend with him uh, that had, he was studying philosophy. That was his major. After a few days, his friend asked his sister, how can you sing songs to God? When you don't have no hands and you don't have no feet. She said, you're looking at what I don't have and not who I am and what I do have. She said, you're right. I don't have hands and I don't have feet. But she said, I got brothers and I've got sisters who've been carrying me for 21 years she said I got brothers and I got sisters who've been feeding me for 21 years I read some great books I've traveled some distant places I've got some great friends she said you're looking at what I don't have but you're missing what I do have I wonder today if this is the day not to focus on what you don't have. I dare you focus. Set your mind on what you got. Look at what you got and let's thank God for what we do have. Uh, somebody is streaming. I, I can hear you shouting amen right there because uh, you know that there are some things that you do have. Listen, you may not have a house, but you got a roof over your head. You may not have a car with two names in the back, but you got transportation. You may not have desire of nothing, but you ain't naked. You may not eat at a five-star restaurant, but you got food in your house I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth she says she says I'm looking I'm looking I'm looking at not what I don't have but I'm looking at what I do have uh, Moses dealing with the children of Israel as they're getting ready to go into the land that God had promised their fathers and their mothers. And I just believe it's not in the text, but I believe that, that Moses is recapitulating or remembering their fathers and their mothers and how fickle and sometimey they could be. Don't get mad at me right here. I don't know if you know any fickle and sometimey people, but hear me, fickle and sometimey people wake up 
thankful. But by the middle of the day, if they ain't got their way, they fussing and complaining. Hear me, fickle people wake up praising God. But the next moment, they wishing they could go back to Egypt fickle people wake up one day and they remember everything that God has done but the next day they act like God ain't done a darn thing for them fickle people are sometimey people and I believe that you and I got some fickle people in our family fickle people that we work with fickle people that we do ministry with fickle people that are not as committed as they ought to be Hear me, fickle people are not loyal people. Fickle people are not consistent people. Hear me, fickle people are not committed people. Hear me, somebody, they are only consistently committed to the Lord when they need something from the Lord that they can't do for themselves. That's fickle people. Are you listening to me? The Lord knowing all of this about Israel and our history, the Lord still chooses to say, I am the Lord your God. Catch him somebody, God does not say I was. Past tense, the Lord your God until you started acting like you didn't appreciate me. He does not say I was the Lord your God until you started acting like ungrateful children, acting like I ought to wake you up, like I ought to give you strength to go to work. Act like I ought to put food on your table. The Lord says, I am the Lord your God. Even when you act fickle, even when you become sometimey, the Lord says, I still love you and I'm still committed to you. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm still committed. Even when you're sometimey, even when you're fickle, he says, I am the Lord God who brought you out. Listen, I know that, that most of y'all streaming are too saved and too holy and too sanctified to admit it. But listen, there are some of us in here, whether physically or streaming, who are, have not always done right by God. Hear me, even when I don't do right by God, this is good news, somebody. Even when I don't stick with God, you need to be encouraged today that the God that I serve still sticks with me. Hear me, I ain't by myself today. Ain't none of us perfect. Ain't none of us done the right thing all the time. But listen, we messed up since we've been saved. But the Lord has stuck with us. We've done some stuff we had no business doing. But the Lord still stuck with us. We lost our temper, cut somebody out. But the Lord still stuck with us. We messed up. But he still stuck with us. Can I be honest this morning? I don't know about you, but I'm hallelujah happy. Thank you, Jesus, glad that the Lord did not give up on me. But he stuck with me when I was fickle, when I was sometime. The Lord didn't let me go. He should have left me, but he didn't leave me. He should have walked away from me, but he didn't walk away from me. 
I, I, I'm finished, y'all, but, but let's tell the truth. Uh, there's some people uh, that we ain't in relationship right now because they were supposed to stick with us. Uh, hear me, but, but they didn't stick with us. And because they didn't stick with us, we're no longer committed to them or they're no longer committed to us. Sometimes it can be a parent that was supposed to stick with you and raise you. But somebody else had to raise you because your biological mama or your daddy didn't stick with you. Sometimes it can be a spouse that was supposed to stick with you. Sometimes it was supposed to be a friend. They said they were your ride or die, but they did not stick with you. There were folk at the church that should have stuck with you, but they did not stick with you. And you and I are not committed or they are not committed to us anymore because something happened. They decided they ain't sticking. No more. I'm done. I really mean it. I'm finished. But hear me, somebody. Trouble has a way of unmasking or revealing who really is committed to you who really loves you and who's just talking hear me trouble has a way of pulling the sheets off and manifesting or revealing who really really is committed to you because truth be told listen we would still be with some folk if they were committed to us and stuck with us but hear me somebody i'm so glad that God allowed trouble to come in my life because it was trouble that revealed who really ain't committed to me in the first place. And I thank God that I only got a few people that are really committed to me and that will stick with me. I'm so glad that the God that I serve, he sticks with me. He been sticking with me for 53 years. He's been sticking with me every day of my life. He sticks with me when I'm in trouble. He sticks with me when my back is up against the wall. Excuse me while I praise him because he sticks with me. Somebody ought to shout yes. Somebody ought to say yes, 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 Lord. Thank you, Lord, for sticking with me. Hear me, I'm done. He's sticking with you. He is, I, I don't know what else is going on in your life beyond this pandemic, but the Lord, he's committed to you. He is sticking with you right now. You know, the way I know God is committed to you and he's sticking with you, Listen, you ought to be dead. You should not be in your right mind when you consider everything that you have gone through. The reason you're still making it. The reason you're still able to get up. The reason you know your name and your address is because the God that we serve, he's committed to you. The enemy wants you to believe that God is not committed to you to you he is now here's the question will you commit to God every head bowed every eye closed
Lord, we thank you for your word. God, your word encourages us in times like these to know that you are committed to us. So, Lord, we say thank you. God, somebody saying, I don't know why Jesus loves me. I don't know why he even cares. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. Oh, but I'm glad. I said, I'm glad. I'm so glad he did. God, whoever is streaming today, whoever's watching, oh God, the service started a little later than we are accustomed somebody God thought about just turning it off and and I'm not going to church today but God they held on until the technical difficulties got worked out and God this was a rhema word a tailored word for them well God they've been encouraged that God is committed to them now God we have turned that statement on his head will they now commit to you well god now is a time to rededicate recommit your life to the lord god sometimes life happens trouble happens and we become disjointed and disconnected from you oh god whoever i'm speaking to today god they do not feel as close to you as they once did and lord today you are beckoning them you're drawing them into a fresh new relationship that is being revived it's being resuscitated right now today oh god today they're making a commitment to you to recommit rededicate their life to you and god i want to thank you right now for that man that woman that boy or that girl that's making a decision to rededicate then god we thank you for those who made need to make a decision for salvation somebody wants to be saved Oh God, right now I pray for that man, that woman, that boy or girl who's never confessed Jesus Christ as Savior before. God, help them to understand this is not a question that says, did your mom, did your dad take you to church when you were a child? No, this is the question that says, have you ever stood on your own two feet, opened up your mouth and confessed that you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead just for you. God helped somebody to understand who thought this was about uh, I, I always was in the church ever since I was a baby. Help them to understand this is the decision that you got to make for yourself. Can't nobody do it for you. God, I thank you for those that are making decisions for salvation. God, all of those that are streaming, wherever they are, God, I'm so glad that we serve a God uh, who is omnipresent, Lord. Uh, you're not just relegated to one location. Oh, God, because we're not here does not limit your presence. So, Lord, right now, we thank you in the name of Jesus. God, wherever people are streaming in Washington, D.C., God, we thank you for meeting them where they are. Wherever they're streaming, Lord, in, the, in Maryland, God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, wherever they're streaming in Ohio, God, we thank you.
thank you for decisions that are being made for your kingdom wherever they're streaming God when it comes to New York when it comes to Chicago when it comes to California when it comes to Arizona when it comes God to wherever they are you are there and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for salvation for rededication and then God if they don't have a spiritual home a church family and Lord they've been they've been streaming week after week and God you're pushing them today that says make Union Wesley in Washington DC your church this is where I want you to be planted they stream their Bible studies and you can be taught the word wherever you are you're able to stream on Sunday and be in a worship service and be blessed and built up by your word oh God wherever they are in the name of Jesus we want to give you a hand clap of praise in advance for every man every woman every boy every girl every family every household God that is coming to you making decisions for your kingdom oh God we love you God we thank you in the marvelous name of Jesus we pray give the Lord a hand clap of praise somebody come on do better do better give the Lord a hearty an enthusiastic hand clap of praise he is worthy to be praised